check, check, white check. show presented by infab coming in hot it's may 19th it's noon pacific the great outdoors are here not the movie with john candy but the real great outdoors the lucas oil ama pro motocross series kicks off this weekend in hangtown just outside of sacramento and i'm stoked i'm looking forward to it can't wait I'm always the same. Near the end of Supercross, I'm pretty much over it and ready for outdoors, ready to see something new. And then by the end of outdoors, I'm pretty much over that and ready for uh, Supercross. So it's time. It's great. I'm looking forward to doing it. It's going to be a great time. Uh, 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls on the show here about Hangtown, about Dungey, about Rocks and about Tomac, about Stu. Anything you want, uh, give us a call. We're also going to give away a Fly Racing Revel Race Guard. That's right go over or under the jersey it's brand new from the folks at fly racing it's an under protector and the thing is uh, is bitching it's perfect you, like i said you can go euro your look and put it underneath the jersey or put it over go ahead don't be scared we're gonna give away that to a random caller today uh jason thomas and michael antonovich joining the show uh with a tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's race where it must withstand the tremendous forces it must breathe well. It must be lightweight. It must be protective yet still durable. Fly Racing has an Evo 2.0 racewear to fulfill all those requirements. Evo features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Really cool thing, folks. Uh, just at the back, a little wheel, a little BOA system. So if you're a size 33, 35, 37, 31, uh, these are the pants for you. They will uh, snug up tight, and uh, they're fantastic. FlyRacing.com. And NFAB, you got some your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the market-leading design and style from Infab. All the products are built in Houston, Texas, 150,000-square-foot facility. Uh, light mounting solutions, bumpers, uh, steps for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. They've got it. They're a proud sponsor of the factory Yamaha effort at JGRMX and the Infab Ampro Yamaha race team. N-Fab.com, at Infab Inc. on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, the NFAB is a great part of the uh, Ampro Yamaha race team, which I was saying is the Yamaha's off-road uh, racing effort run by Randy Hawkins. Big sponsor of theirs is Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Gear Alloy and NFAB are buddies, so I thought I would throw out a quick uh, sign here. If you want to win a set of wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV, pretty sweet, right? A whole set of wheels? Go to pulpamexshow.com. See how good your trivia knowledge is of the show. The email address is on there. The questions are on there, everything else. And uh, see what you can do to uh, win a set of wheels. Producing the show, holding it down over there. Uh, also very excited for the outdoors. The great, the legendary, Tits. What's up? 
Am I eligible to try and win those wheels? No. Oh. No, not at all. No employees of, of uh, Schmalp MX is, uh, is, registered, is able to win. So Moser, Swizz, JT, you, How about my wife? Travis, your wife. No. Pookie. Everyone's out. All right. Uh, how excited are you for the outdoors, bro? Um, Ryan Dungey, super fan, tits legendary. Let's let's see how Hangtown goes. Okay, then we'll decide whether or not I'm excited for the rest of the season. Or uh, not. Little known fact: Ryan Dungey's never won Hangtown. He's won motos, but never won the overall. He doesn't traditionally do well at the openers, Supercross or motocross. Are you more concerned or less concerned about Ryan Dungey's ability than to win this title compared to Supercross? His ability, I'm not concerned about. It's uh, the unknowns. Roxon is definitely coming on strong at the end. Uh, not a fan of that. Yeah. And, uh, not not to- a fan of Tomac coming out? Tomac, he's a big question mark. I know you, you just did your review pod. I don't remember what you said about Tomac, but he was amazing last year. New bike, though. So we'll see how that shakes out. Are you more worried or less worried about your guy? Than you were in Supercross. I'm not nearly as confident going into okay. outdoors as I was wow. to Supercross. Okay, all right. So you think the Dunge... I still and, think he's the favorite, but... Yeah, not, not as much as I was before. I mean, I'm not worried. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm not Ryan worried, Dungey. but yeah, you, you not, should, not as confident. Uh, you should have another title in your back pocket here, right? If Dungey I were Super betting, Dungey. I wouldn't be throwing down like a mortgage amount or anything like that. It'd be probably a smaller gentleman's wager type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. I'm stoked. I, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be tougher for him to win this. Yep. Than it is uh, the Supercross title, but then again, I thought he would have more of a battle than Supercross, and he worked worked those dudes. So yeah, here he, we are talking about it again. Mm-hmm. What if he just comes out and works those dudes? It'd be a great day. Wow, I'd be really happy for most of us. Yeah, yeah. For some of us. <laughs> most uh, of us. Let's get uh, Jason Thomas on seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got your calls about the uh, outdoor series, or maybe you can talk Supercross too. Or you can talk some GPS if you want. Uh, Antonio Caroli, the great Antonio Caroli, he is coming on strong right now, which I, I'm a fan of. I like the guy; I think he's awesome. And uh, so, Gaser and Faber have a little bit of a uh, little bit of challenge going on. And hey, Jeffrey Herling's lost. Oh my God, he lost. Dylan Ferrandis. Ferrandis is coming to Star Racing next year in America. So, and that guy can ride supercars. He, uh, I'm not worried about his supercar skills. So he could be he could be a real threat uh, if you can beat Jeffrey Herling's man. You can. Uh, you can win over here, I think. Anyways, so it should be interesting to see. Uh, Austin Forkner making his debut this weekend. Adam Cincerillo, also on the same team. Remember him? He's the source of much debate. I got a, I got bets out with a couple of guys. Tell me if I'm right. I got $50 with two different guys, so 100 bucks on the line. I, I'm not going to tell, tell you who they are, but they're friends of mine. They think Adam Cincerillo will not finish in the top six overall at Hangtown. And to me, that's uh, that's an easy bet. I took it because I'm thinking the guy's been doing nothing but riding outdoors for a long time. He's been testing. He's been ready. He's healthy. He's feeling well. So, like, top six overall, the first round, we always see these dudes that have been riding outdoors. Uh, the West Coast guys that have been riding more outdoors than the East Coast guys, the guys who didn't ride Supercross at all, the amateurs like Tomac or, or these dudes, they come into the opener rounds, and they're good because they've got so much motocross time under their belt. So we'll ask uh, we'll ask JT what he thinks about that. As well as Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross, uh, he'll also be on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show here. But I like my uh, I like my chances for collecting on both of those guys. I can't believe they both thought that Adam would finish outside the top 6, right? Kind of nuts. Um <clears throat> 
Jeremy Martin, uh, defending champion, looking for three in a row in the 250 class. Uh, Cooper Webb's going to race Hank Town. We're interested to see how much he's going to be able to, to keep it going because of his wrist injury. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be uh, it's going to be tough for him to uh, to finish the whole series. I, I think that JT thinks that he's got a navicular, a scaphoid injury, and uh, those are tough man outdoors. I know he's not practicing a whole lot. So when you're not able to practice, man, it's it's not easy to do. And uh, so yeah, like I said, we'll we'll see what Webb's got. We'll see what he's you know what he can do. But I don't like his chances to really uh, challenge Jeremy here. I, I don't like his chances to make it through all 24 motos. To be honest, I think if he does, that'll be pretty amazing. Or we haven't really heard what his true injury is if he makes it through 24. I I, I think it's pretty bad though. Uh, with me to discuss that and much more is uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? What's happening? The Revel Race Guard that we're giving away today on the show, its that's something pretty new, right? Yeah, it's brand new. It's uh, our you know our own protection piece that we, we built from the ground up. So uh, we have partnered with Elliot on many items for protection, but this one's kind of our baby. We, we built this one, and we're proud of it. So over jersey, finally here and yeah. ready to go. Over jersey, under jersey. I like it that you can run it either way. It looks good. It doesn't, and it won't make you look full Euro underneath the jersey. It really won't. Well, and, yeah, and that's one of the upsides of it is it's really form-fitting, and we wanted to make it, you know, kind of like uh, fit like, you know, and it's not an exoskeleton, but that was kind of the idea. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's make this thing really fit around people's bodies so it's uh, contoured in all the right places, and, you know, uh, accordingly it can be worn over or under and not going to, you know, yeah. Push your jersey out really far, like your, uh, you know, um, Heinz Kindergartner. Quietly, I feel like this market for under the jersey stuff. I mean, you, the pros, you guys, the the pros, you guys don't wear anything a lot of the times. But for outdoors, you kind of got to be forced to. There's a few companies out there that make really good underguards that guys wear that are sponsored by other companies. This is one of those entries that I think you may see uh, somebody who wears schmocks or schmore uh, put one of these on. They're, it's that good. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I, and I, there definitely is that going on out there. <clears throat> it's funny uh, on TV when the guys rip their jerseys off at a hot rate. You know, you, it's kind of a gear company's nightmare to see that you know somebody else's brand underneath their jersey. Oh, I've never, um, I've never noticed. Does that happen at the podiums? Yeah, I've yeah, never noticed. Happens. Okay. Yeah, I mean, especially the hot races. You know, the first thing yeah. those guys do is rip their jerseys off. Right, um, and it definitely happens. But I, I would, I'm all for it if uh, you know competing brands want to use that as, as theirs. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. No, I think it, I think it's something that we could see. Like this thing's that good, uh, and it's black or white, so pretty simple colors for right now. But um, and then there's an off road version coming out with some bicep guards, right? Yeah, so there's a there's an off road version uh, that's just not quite an inventory yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll have some arm protection and uh, a bit more shoulder protection. Um, but they're uh, they're both pretty awesome. Fly racing, bro. Continuing to uh, relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. That's what we do. Um, hey, so Hangtown this weekend. Um, uh, you've raced Hangtown. You've raced it uh, many years. What's it? What's it like as a track to ride? Uh, it's changed over the years since you've done it, but not a whole lot. Um, wait, no, scratch that line of thought. I'm going to take you to there in a second. First of all. We got to mention kicking off your second year fly racing Western Power Sports presenting sponsor of the Hangtown National. Will the Fly 150 jump be there? It will be there. It's already there. I saw uh, I saw a picture that Pro Motocross posted on their Instagram of the the uh, the arch already there. And actually, I'm in I'm in uh, Sacramento. Well, just outside Sacramento already. So 
Uh, it's it's there. We're here. Everyone's ready to go. We're about to kick this thing off. Yeah, and and, and uh, the real cool thing, the Western Power Sports dealers and uh, and customers of Fly Racing and, and, and Western Power Sports, they get uh, a little extra bonus uh, for the Nationals. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, we have, uh, you know, obviously our, our first class zone that's partnered with Lucas Oil, and then we have our, our dealer appreciation tents too. So uh, if you are a, uh, a Western Power Sports dealer in any, you know, any form, uh, we definitely have a, a next level, you know, kind of experience uh, waiting for you on the weekend. So it's, it's just something that, you know, obviously we, we love to be a part of the series, and it's a way for us to uh, give back a little to our dealers who have gotten us so far. Can tits go in the next level area? Uh, I'm sure he probably knows someone that could get him in there, yeah. Okay. I figured he might ask. Um, hey, so Hangtown, like I said, you've raced there a lot. Um, it's changed over the years. They've dumped so much uh, sawdust and loose soil into the uh, into the track. It's insane from what it used to be. But what kind of track is it? What If you had to remember your, and take yourself back to when you were racing it, like what's it like? Hangtown for me is, uh, it's still hard pack, even with all the dirt that they brought in, it's still hard pack on its base. And as the day goes on, it gets more and more back to that. Uh, to me, Hangtown is a choppy, really choppy track where the the bumps are really sharp. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like your setup is, it's tough to get because there aren't a lot of tracks that form like Hangtown does because honestly, we don't practice on tracks that are that hard pack like that anymore. You know, most, most of the races are really sandy and, um, to get a track like Hangtown is, it's a bit different. It's almost like a, a throwback to the, to like Carlsbad type bumps where they're really sharp and almost like street curbs mm -hmm. coming down some of the hills. So the, the setup can be a little tough to master, but just because there's not a lot of testing that goes on on tracks exactly like Hangtown. Yeah, Glen Helen is not really – it's close, but it's not Hangtown. It's, it's definitely yeah, sandier. Yeah, you know, Glen yeah. Helen is so much softer. Yep. You know, the bumps just don't get, like, ledges. Like, these are – they're not even, like, breaking bumps as far as – they're more like ledges. And you're coming down the hills, and, the you know, the, the rear end wants to bounce all over the place on you. So where I really look to see people set ups is can they really, really push hard down the hills? And, and the guys that can seem to do well at this race and the guys that – you see them kind of checking up because they don't really know how their bike's gonna gonna react coming down those hills. So um, that's usually where the passing goes on too. Is guys just kind of leave it on down the hill a little bit longer and then kind of just squeeze into that turn. So uh, it's definitely a key point for the weekend is watching whose bike is set up, especially this first round and who who hasn't you know got it figured out just yet. It's a fast track too, isn't it? It is. I think the you know the softer dirt has slowed it down a little bit, you know, like that, uh, those long, uh, kind of stair step up that hill, the whoops up that hill. Oh yeah. Really, like, yeah. Really going slow. away from the, the pits, right. Going yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. They were, those were incredibly slow last year, uh, compared to years past, mm -hmm. um, just because they were really ruddy. So I think that does help to slow it down some, but you know, in years past, this was one of the faster tracks just because the dirt was so hard that right. there was no load on the bikes and you get speeds up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's also some off cambers. You're not as not high point off camber ish, but yeah, some off cambers out there. Uh, you feel like you're kind of slipping away a little bit, dropping down into turns. A bit. Yeah, yeah, and some of the some of the turns that are kind of like halfway down the hill, mm -hmm. they they are a bit. But you know the the good thing about Hangtown is it kind of builds ruts and berms that 
it doesn't feel as off camberish because you have something to turn on. Yeah, something to run. Where, where high, yeah, high point in years past, you know, you just had this off camera that you were kind of like ice skating around because mm-hmm. you know the dirt was too hard to really rut up. So at it's least a, there's something to turn on anyway. It's a good track. It's a nice track to start the series off. I I think uh, I think in some ways it's better than Glen Helen to start the series off. Yeah, I'm a bit torn. I think Glen Helen is kind of the quintessential opener, um, just because it's it's so iconic, you know, with the the way the track is and the biggest elevation changes of the year and being in the industry epicenter. Uh, I think Glen Helen has some some valid points for being the opener, but Hangtown is the longest running national in the series, so mm-hmm. uh, why not? You know, that's that's a pretty bold statement in itself, right there, and. So I really can't argue against it, but I think Glen Helen or Hangtown would are you know easily the two, um, you know easily should be chosen as the the opener. Yeah, yeah. Starting in in California seems right, you know, and working your way east in the series, it seems right. Uh, Has it ever not started in California? Well, I know, like maybe go back to like trans, yeah, know, trans MMA, um, like that, but. In modern modern era, ooh, not that I know of. No, not that Gator I can back. think of. Yeah, Gatorback. Yeah, yeah, Gatorback, yeah, right. Gator yeah, back. good point. Never the thought last it. year before they moved it back would have been 97. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Gatorback was the opener, geez, for a long time. What? How did we not think of that? Um, yeah, I don't know. It was My in first the, national ever, so you'd think I would know. But It was in a. Uh, it was in a. Uh, in the middle of Supercross season, which was super weird. It, it really was weird. Um, oh, for sure it was weird. I had to do it my, my rookie year. It was stri- super strange. I think I had pretty much basically <laughs> – Outdoor settings on my Supercross bike, anyway. There probably was less weird for me, but yeah, back that's then, another story altogether. Yeah, back then there wasn't exactly elite Supercross suspension tracks and tuners uh, all laying around like there is nowadays. You know, you know, my my Supercross setting was just turning in the screwdriver on my front rear. <laughs> I believe it. Okay, so we've done these previews. We uh, we did the NFAB Fantasy Moto Show that we talked about who we pick, and we did the Racer X podcast. Uh, where we talked about what we think we're going to see this weekend. So there's not – I don't want to revisit too much of that going on right now. But this this is going to be a challenge for Dungy. Now, having said that, I truly believe it is. You do as well. Now, having said that, what if what if we're wrong, JT? Like, what if – we all said the same thing about Supercross. You know, ah, oh, Tomac, new bike, going to kill it. Ah, oh, Roxon's so good. He's going to be healthy. What if – I mean, there's, like, there's also a chance – and not just a slim chance that we're also wrong about this series, and this Dungy guy takes off. It's certainly possible. I I hope for everyone's sake that that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, I do too, but, but yeah. I, and I, I really don't think that's what's going to happen. I really don't. I don't think that uh, that's likely from what we've seen out of Tomac last year and the way that Roxon's been riding lately. You know, even the the end of last year. Roxon had turned this thing around. He had, he had figured out whatever was going on and was right there with, with Ryan, you know, every time. So I think looking back on a healthy UI and Kenny at the level that he's currently at, I don't, I just don't think it lines up for that. And I know David Pingree's written lately that he's just gonna, he's just gonna own everyone again. And um, I don't see it that way. I think, you know, Ryan is the favorite because he puts so much pressure on those guys to be perfect every single moto. Mm-hmm. I I know you've made that point, you know, several times, and I, I fully agree with it. But I I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be, you know, if if Ryan does secure this thing, it won't be till the very end. I think both of those guys are going to give him everything he wants and more. 
didn't we kind of say the same thing about Supercross, though? You know what I mean? Like, didn't we go back and say, oh, man, it's going to be a battle. We like Dungey to win, but it's going to be tough. You know, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel. I thought. I thought Kenny would give him that, but I didn't. I didn't expect that from Eli. Mm-hmm. And I am on record as saying I didn't expect Eli to be that good early at all. Right. So I thought. I thought other than Kenny, uh, he would. You know, it was between those two, and that's kind of how it played out. You know, Kenny made too way too many mistakes early in the series before mm-hmm. he figured it out. Um, but outdoors, I just think is a different game. I, I think, you know, these guys are inherently more comfortable outdoors than they are in supercross it's just it comes naturally to more people because that's what you grew up doing mm-hmm. and i think eli is a force outdoors you know where supercross i think it's, it's work for him outdoors i think it just it comes easier and i think that ryan he does everything right and he has his program firing on you know maybe more cylinders than the rest of the guys he, he has so much perfection in his game but i just think eli has the speed factor so, you know, if, if he can figure out how to eliminate mistakes, I think Eli is going to be a huge, huge problem for Ryan at times this summer. Well, I hope so. You hope so. We all hope so. <laughs> I just want to see some good racing. Um, those three have the potential to be awesome, I think. It really uh, has the potential to be awesome. You had said on our preview show that uh, you wouldn't be that surprised if all three guys won all the motos, all 24. Yeah, I, I actually look for that to happen. I I wouldn't be surprised, but I think it's actually more likely than not. Uh, the only thing that could really interrupt that would be just unbelievable mud or injury, an injury to one or mm-hmm. more of those guys. When you look at 35 minutes and how dialed in, especially cause, because Ryan's going to put the most pressure on everyone, his starts are uh, very, very consistent. You never see him outside the top five on the start. So he puts a lot of pressure on everyone to simply be better than him in that moto because if if you don't get the start on him, you're going to have to be significantly better than him to beat him just because he doesn't make mistakes. I just I don't know when you look at Trey, you look at Muscan. I mean, there you know maybe maybe Marvin can put a moto together at Washougal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Trey could all you know Trey could always pull something out. He has that elite level talent to do it. But man, when you look at those three guys, you just it's hard to imagine that somebody's going to just step up and beat all three of those in one moto. But, you know, I'm sure it'll happen and I'll be wrong, but I I think it's going to be tough. What's the percent of the win pie for those three? 80? 90 percent? I said 100. 100. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. thinking more of a percent chance that they all three win the motos, you know? Like 90 percent chance that all three win all the motos? 80% chance that all three win? win yeah, I, I think I think all three. I think they will take all the moto wins for the year. Okay. Um, 702-586-757. Uh, we got a few lines open. Uh, we're giving away a Fly Racing Revel race card today on the show, presented by Infab, by the way. Um, you know, we look at the points last year, JT, and uh, Baggett is really fast at Hangtown. He should be well this weekend. Anderson got third in the first moto at Hangtown last year. Uh, Barsha, Baggett, and Porcel went 3-4-5 in the points last year. And in our previews, and what I think and what you think is uh, Anderson, who was sixth, and Trey, who who was injured and came in late in the series, and I think Marvin will be up there. Maybe we're not, I don't know, maybe we're not giving Barsha Baggett Porcel enough credit. I think they'll be good. Yeah. I just, I haven't seen anything to think that Barsha will be on that level again. And, you know, when Barsha was winning, he didn't have to contend with Eli, for one. And he didn't have to contend with Kenny at the level that Kenny's riding at now. Uh, so, 
until Barsha can basically turn this thing around, he's he hasn't really been relevant lately. So mm-hmm. um, we all we have all seen him at the front, and we know he can do it, but it just doesn't seem like it's kind of happening for him right now. The other guys are just a tick off. I just don't think they're quite at the same level. And if you go through the results and, and look, I mean, you, you can kind of see it. They're just not quite on the pace of those top three guys. So one of them could have a breakthrough at any moment. We, we've seen that happen in the past. Um, but if, you know, if you're, if you're laying bets, you got to like those other three to beat yeah. three you mentioned after every time. Yeah, Trey Anderson and Muscan to beat Barsha Baggett Porcel. Of course, barring yeah, injuries, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the first three are kind of in a league of their own, mm-hmm. and then um, you know you have your next three that you name. But I, I think it gets a little murky in there because, like, I, I think Baggett will have like these next these first two rounds. He's going to be really really strong, and then maybe he has some rounds where he's not quite as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Marvin, I think is is a podium guy at Washougal, where maybe he's not at say Glen Helen. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, those guys are a little bit more susceptible to the week-in and week-out track change where your top three, like Kenny, Tomac, Dungy, it doesn't seem to matter where they are or what, what the track is, they're going to be at that elite level every single time. I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see a fourth overall from Baggett this weekend. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have him. I think he and Jason Anderson are interchangeable at that 4-5 or five spot. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know which way to go with those two yet, but they will be in my fourth or fifth. I just. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch practice and see. And Porcel, of course, just massive question marks. <laughs> um, How do you predict what that guy, that guy's gonna do? Because it doesn't know. seem like practice matters. You know, he can go out and set the fastest time, and you just have to kind of eliminate that from the equation because it has no bearing on how he's gonna do over 70 minutes of racing. What I don't understand is if you can do it once, like Porcel can. To me, you can do it more times. Do you know what I mean? And he can't. And well, he can sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's the weird thing is sometimes he can do it more than once, and sometimes he can't, and there's really no explanation as to why. Should be, he should be interesting to watch. I don't know. I, I, I saw Alden Baker sign an exclusive contract with uh, KTM slash Husky to train their riders, and there's a spot open, and I got a few people wondering if Porcel would be that guy, and I'm like, there's no, no way he's going to go into no that way. program. There's, he's just not going to do it. He, there's no way that I, I – I just honestly don't believe that Kristoff is willing to put in that level of work. Uh, all right, let's get to Whether, the, whether uh, his body can withstand it or not, I, I don't know. That's not a question I can answer, but I don't. I would, under any circumstances, I don't think it, that would happen. Let's uh, let's get to the phone lines here. We got a question from Josh. Uh, Josh, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. You got a question about Dino? Hey, Steve. What's up, JT? Hey, um, a while back you had Dino on the show. Mm-hmm. He made a comment, or somebody had called in uh, asking him uh, if his goal was to make Hangtown, and I think this was very shortly after his surgery. What is it with all these guys that makes them? I guess come to unrealistic terms or at least put it out there that, you know, they want to try and come back early or push the envelope and they know in their heads that that's really not even a smart idea, much less even physically possible. I mean, is it just sponsorship issues or are the factories um, telling these guys that, you know, we kind of need to keep this on the hush hush or is it just their egos getting in the way? Well, Dino, Dino wouldn't have said Hangtown. Maybe someone asked him that, but, no way. No, would. He he did say that that was the goal. Was he said that for outdoors? 
Oh, for outdoors. No, 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 just at some outdoors, not Hangtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dino wants to come back, you know, the last half, the last three or four. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. not unrealistic. He can do it, looking at the no, recovery I, time I from an ACL. But I thought Hangtown was definitely unrealistic. Yeah, no, I don't think any – he didn't say that, and he didn't mean that. And if it came across that, he didn't – there was no chance of him making Hangtown. There's no doubt. But yeah, He's not even riding a dirt bike yet. But having said that, Josh, you did hit on something. Um, there is this murky world of injuries, and a lot of contracts say that if you're out uh, two, three weeks, you don't get paid. Uh, if you miss three, four races, you start you start getting docked pay, and there's this murky world of racers getting hurt, hiding it, not admitting it, um, trying to still get paid, trying to maybe beat the system. Um, some factories insure their contracts, some don't. Some of these smaller teams don't don't do anything at all like that. So you're right about there being these guys being murky about injuries. You're absolutely right. It happens a lot, and JT, it's got a lot to do with getting paid. Yeah, it's always about injury clauses and contracts, and sometimes teams are, you know, they have injury clauses with sponsors. Uh, for instance, like with Forrest, I know if a rider gets injured with him, um, I always joke with him because, like, he'll put this date on the return, and I'm like, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And he's and mm-hmm. he just looks at me like, no, it'll happen. I'm like, of course, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. And it's you know it always comes down to these guys are trying to avoid getting penalized in their yeah. you know, contract. They want their sponsors to pay them, Josh. You know, so they want to maybe yeah, exactly. yeah I like it. one of those things too, to where they're trying to I guess protect their future a little bit with future sponsors. Yeah, so like if you know had his you know one hundred percent contract coming up that Scott or Oakley or anybody else that could could potentially jump on the Dino train, you know, would possibly want to pay him less or you know yeah. maybe not even give him a second look yeah that's all all involved in that kind of stuff so when you see the media not reporting on injuries or not getting it right or being off it's all because sometimes we're misled because these guys have ulterior motives it's not like in a nfl injury a guy's like yeah two to three weeks you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and that's it no one asks any questions and everyone expects to go back in two to three weeks we we don't get that we get sometimes lied to and steered the wrong way and it's all it all boils down to money <laughs> like everything right so got it got it all right, all right th- thanks for the call man appreciate it thanks mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, interesting sometimes i've had team managers tell me uh hey don't report this if you can wait on this or something and i'm like why he's like ah we don't we haven't told our title yet and blah 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 you know yep. or or guys will show up and maybe ride practice um, yeah, you know, and then be like, yeah, I'm out. I can't ride. And you're like, but you wrote, you know, they just want to be on the track. So, um, what about Stu? What about Stu? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me you're the, you're the Stu believer. You see the Instagram video of him? Oh, he looked good. He looked good. Um, if it was straight rhythm, I would be all in. I don't know how this is going to go. It's not probably going to go well. It's He's going to ride. He's going to line up. But, I mean, is he even doing press day today? I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. <laughs> I just, what's he trying to accomplish? Did he, did he get into shape at all? Last I heard, I talked to somebody close to the Suzuki team. They said he hadn't ridden. At Vegas, they said he hadn't ridden for a week and a half. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just, you know what, I you can't question Stu's talent ability. That's one thing you can't question. But the rest of it, the entire 
rest of it is a complete question mark. Fitness, um, just where is his body at right now? As what's far he as injury. thinking? Yeah, what's he thinking? What's he? What's he? Yeah, mentally, confidence-wise, uh, what are his expectations? All that. I, I don't have any clue where he's at as far as being prepared to take on this. You know, these twenty-four motos. Personally, I don't think it's going to go well. I have him not finishing the day. I just think he's he's not in in shape to go seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll get frustrated if he's you know in whatever place he's in fifteenth or something. If he if he gets tired, he's going to fade back. Um, well, can okay. I hope- so let's say hang down. He starts uh, he starts three four five right. Putting yeah, in some yeah. motos. Uh, he's getting tired. Um, you know, maybe he's not happy with the t- setup of his bike. He drops back to nine, ten, eleven. He's getting tired. I just don't see him keeping going at nine, ten, and eleven spot. Like when Chisholm, when not Chisholm, because I think Chisholm's gonna be tough to make it. When Filthy Phil pulls up on him and goes by him, Phil's just he's yep. just gonna pull it in. I, I think so, and I hope so, because what I don't want him to do is just try to turn it up and, and hurt himself. That, that's what I don't want him to do. And that's, no, that's, yeah. gen, that's generally what happens when these guys get tired and their ego gets the best of them, and they're just like, I don't care. I This guy's not beating me. Well, sorry, man, you're tired and you can't hold on anymore. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that from Stu you know, time and time again, where he just doesn't have that self-regulation to back it down. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing I'm hoping he doesn't do is just – he let his expectations get away from him and, and hurt himself further to where it's going to push him back even further and do something stupid. But what he needs to do is do 30 and get that 10th, 11th, 12th, or whatever. That's what he needs to do. He does, yeah, yeah. he does. You know? I, honestly, what he needs to do is, well, it's too late now, but he should have been putting in 30s every day. Wow. You know, that That's the real answer to the problem. I, I don't know. Maybe he what his has is like, or why he can't do that? Why he can't drop ten pounds and and put the work in? I you know I I don't have any idea. Maybe he's been injured. Maybe there are things that are you know precluding him from doing that. But that's the real answer. You got to get back in shape and get back to yeah. the form that you know everyone's used to seeing you at. Maybe he has been, and we've all been misled. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah. you can't. There's no way he would be as happy as he is. You just no, but we haven't seen him. him. Vegas. We, we he really have... hasn't. I saw him at Vegas. Oh, oh, you did see him. Okay, and he's just still the same too. You know, like he's not. Okay. It's not like he's way overweight or anything, right. but he's not. He's he's at least ten pounds over what he you know his his fighting weight is. Yeah. Well, he keeps things interesting, doesn't he? Keeps keeps us in a job. Keeps me in a job. Just talk about stew all day. Yeah, but he's really not giving us much to work with lately. <laughs> True that. Uh, 702-586-7857, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by uh, great folks at flyracing.com. We're giving away a Revel race guard today to a lucky caller. Uh, thanks, JT. Thanks for your time. Enjoy Hangtown, and we will see you uh, Saturday morning, man. See ya. All right, see ya. All right, next up, uh, from Transworld Motocross, Transworld Motocross Magazine, online, uh, tra- online editor, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on? Now, are you at the track right now? They let me in. I can't believe it. What do you mean you can't believe it? Because of, of the MX Sports thing? <laughs> no, I just... Why uh, would you let one disgruntled white boy like me in? You know? Uh, are they, any good. When are they going to ride? Uh, three, or a little after three. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, so you don't know if Stu's there? Uh, I haven't seen exactly. I mean, motorcycles here, trailers here, your guys here. So who's, who's my guy? Why not? Who's my guy? 
No, the gear guy. Oh, gear guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's always around. Um, yeah. Hey, so uh, listen, we uh, you listened to our preview podcast on Racer X, and uh, but I want to get your thoughts on the series a little bit, guy who's been around and, and watching it. Um, first up, what do we know about Cooper Webb's and his wrist? Like, do you think this is going to go well? Um, kind of not really, and it, I don't think so because we saw how much pain he was in in Vegas. That was two weeks ago. He had no fun at all in any one of those laps that he rode that night. Mm-hmm. So I would say that he's not thrilled. He was at Paula on Tuesday, and I was out there. Uh-huh. I I only saw him ride a handful of laps, and maybe I missed like an earlier practice moto, but right. Still has the wrist brace on. Store put out that video that said, you know, that the wrist is 100% healed, but who knows? They said that? We don't know until Saturday. They said his wrist was 100% yeah, in, in healed? The video, in the video, he says his wrist is all good. <laughs> so, we'll find out. On, uh, we'll find, I mean, we can even find out today if he rides today. Right. Yeah, because we'll see what happens. pretty much everybody rides today. Who... Who do you who have you seen in preseason? Whether it's at the Stopwatch Nationals at Glen Helen or Paula, like you said you the other day, who's caught your eye uh, as far as maybe being a, a little better than you thought? Um, kind of. This sounds stupid, but I can't believe how smooth Dungey is. Like, we never <laughs> ever ever get to see him ride on a public track in California on right. you know a Monday or a Thursday or anything like that. But on Tuesday at Paula, like, you watch him ride. He hits every line perfect. He hits every corner perfect. There's no waste of energy. There's no waste of effort. Everything he does is just to the mark. Whereas some of the guys that are out there, you know, are just going balls out, blowing up berms and scrubbing off every jump, and he just straight and true. I think the Ryan that we just saw in Supercross with how fast he was and how consistent he was throughout every round is going to be the same guy that's out here unless it's some freak coincidence. And right. that's kind of saying a lot because the dude won the championship last year and was good. I mean, granted, he got handled in the first few races, but yeah. he's way faster this year. Uh, hey, Tits, uh, Anton Anton says Dungey's looking good at the practice tracks. Uh, not surprising. Yeah. Thanks for that, Anton. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm bugging you. We never, yeah. get, like, yeah. we never get to see that, though. Right. Florida, unless you go stand by the gate, put binoculars on you're not seeing anything but yeah now you know we saw it tuesday was like the, i think the only day that they rode on a public track right this year and he's hauling do so. they do they does ktm rent the tracks for dunge when he comes out no i know they rented zaka oh, okay. um uh, like monday tuesday maybe but i think that was for everybody like husky was up there and all that too so it's just kind of one of those hitting the things like don't risk ways like having your guy wadded up on some California guy that took a Tuesday off work to go <laughs> cut a couple laps and roll every jump. Yeah, but, it, is, uh, it is funny how these teams freak out over that. And you're like, you're at a public track, bro. You're at a public track. Like, like rent it. If you Don't get mad. There are a lot of tracks that you can rent nowadays. Like, yeah. There are quite a few that are hidden in Southern California that you could rent and, and have. I mean, they're just as good as anything else you're going to get. So um, you just have to pick and choose your day. So with Webb's injury hurting him, J-Mart, do you agree with us that J-Mart's a heavy favorite here? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't be a two-time champion and not come in as a favorite unless you're, like, going to ride the bike backwards. No, but I mean a heavy favorite. We're, like, heavy favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't – we're last year, like, we thought Marvin was going to – you know, mm-hmm. and Marvin were going to take it to the end, and they did. And they did, yep. There's nobody 
that I can really think of that's going to do the same thing with him, you know, outdoor-wise. Because him, Marvin, and Cooper were the only ones that really battled for wins last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay, so we had a little bit of a debate on our shows. Uh, uh, Osborne, Savachi um, for that next spot. Uh, Adam, maybe. Um, what's your take? The next guy, the next group of guys. Uh, kind of depends. I would think, depending on how this arm pump surgery went for for Zach, I mean, he got it immediately after Santa Clara, so he had that little bit of time off to recover. And he said it's been a problem his entire life. You know, maybe this is like the aha moment, and he breaks through and everything's fine now. You know, Joey, other than last year, was his first real healthy outdoor season in a long time. Mm-hmm. So he could, too. I would honestly maybe favor Zach a bit just because he's a guy that he's healthy. There's nothing to stop him. There's nothing to cloud his mind. Like, you know, I doubt that Joey's still, you know, thinking too much about that Supercross championship right. and all that. Mm-hmm. But Zach's like, oh, yeah, dude, I just got to go burn laps. I just got to go do motos. Yeah. Nothing's changed for him. He doesn't have to come out here and show everybody, look how badass I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I lost it, but look, right. I, he has nothing to prove. You know, just go out here and ride and show everybody. Do. I got a text after our 250 motocross preview pod that said we're way sleeping on Plessinger. Like he's going to challenge J-Mart. So. He's going to get second in the so points. Too. He's going to be a guy. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, look how fast he was through Supercross. He's only going to get better. This is his second year. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he was that fast already. Won a national last year. You know, which did really well in the end and had some other pretty good showing. Mm-hmm. And he's training with what would probably be, aside from, from Jeremy, the fastest core group of 250 guys every day with Alex Martin and Harrison and Brock Tickle and all those guys. And and, and Cooper, when Cooper's healthy, you know, he has mm-hmm. everything right there to be a top guy. Interesting. And what about Adam Cincerillo? Look, I have a bet with two different industry guys that 50 bucks each, I'm not going to tell you who they are because, yeah, we don't want to blow these guys out. This, the Attention, everybody in the industry. Don't blow the guy out that you're betting against by running and telling the riders. That, that's, that's a bad move. But uh, I said Adam Cincerillo, top six overall in Hangtown, and these guys are like, nope, and they gave me each a bet. I mean, isn't this a no-brainer? Adam's been riding nothing but outdoors. He's fast as shit. He's in shape. He's healthy. Like, I, is this not a like an easy bet? He led last year. Well, that's, led that's last what I'm saying. Like, Top six overall, I, I, you know? Top six overall, yeah, I totally see it. And compared to some of the people, I mean, he, he's, he's been completely focused on outdoors from the moment that he was cleared to ride from his wrist injury this mm-hmm. year. Yep. There's nothing that should be stopping. He should be way more ahead of the game than some of these other guys are as far as knowing, okay, this is what I got to do. I just have to ride outdoors. Come on, kill it. And he also has the pressure of, like, this is make or break time. You know, yeah. I'm shocked that he has a deal signed, you know, with a couple different people for next year. Who knows? You know? No, he's got like, a, his, deal, he his deal runs through the end of next year. Oh, runs through the end of next year? Yeah. I thought it ran through the no, end of this year. Through the end of 17, I asked him. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, he's fine. He just needs to go out there and show everybody still fast. Um, where do you see him overall? Like, do you see him, like I, I mentioned in that podcast, race, moto wins, uh, podiums, and a top five overall. What, what do you think? Am I... Oh, yeah, top five overall. Okay. Top five overall, it wouldn't be a surprise to see him, you know, top three maybe at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that a lot of people are going to think that that's just, like, wild. You know, I, I yeah, can't believe no. you're going to say that about he... him, but it's like, dude, it's Adam. You guys have put so much, like, 
up until Austin came along, everybody thought he was, you know, baby Jesus. So what changed? You know, there's nothing that says he can't go out there and still do it. He just hasn't uh-huh. really had the opportunity. Right, right. Um, who's going to be the top finishing Geico guy at the end of the year? Not, um, not Langtown, but at the end of the year, I got to think who's on there. Well, you got uh, Jordan Smith, Hampshire, Craig, uh, Charbonneau. Ah, uh, Craig. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think Craig's a little will be a little inconsistent. But uh, he'll he's capable, I think, of finishing uh, right up he's, there. So he's one. He's the only of those four guys that got on the podium in a moto win last year mm-hmm. to get a moto win. You no, know, Craig, other... Craig never got a moto win. Oh, podium. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he got on the podium at Red Bud. Yep. And it's not like like I mean, from the day he turned pro, he wasn't afraid to lead. I mean, he came out here and led 450 motos stuff mm-hmm. like that as a rookie. He knows how to run at the front of the field. He's not scared. And he has that confidence that maybe the other guys don't have. Are we are we going to see rain this weekend? I haven't. Che- I got these tweets about rain, um, but I haven't like checked. Thirty percent chance. Oh, okay. It's supposed, like today is eighty-five degrees, but then tonight, uh, I guess the weather system moves in, and uh-huh. then it will drop down to like low seventies, high eighties for Friday and Saturday. But thirty okay. percent chance of rain, but it won't be like torrential downpours like it was last year on Friday. All right, let's get to Ed. He wants to talk about Stu. What's up, Ed? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's your question about James Stewart? Hey, guys. Yeah, I was wanting to bring up something that no one's really talked about. Okay. His wife is pregnant. He's going to have a baby. Uh-huh. That's going to throw a huge wrench in everything when when the season gets underway. You know, whether he's in shape or not, um, you think that's going to be? You think that's going to be a big deal to him? Yeah, it'll be in his head. He'll want to be supporting his wife, and his head will not be in the game. Huh? And I'm a humongous fan. Right, right. So, I don't know, man. Other guys I have just, had kids and stuff, and kept racing, and everything's been fine. You know? I don't know. It just seems weird because you know we didn't even know he was married until he announced he was having a kid. Oh, uh, I knew. I knew he was married. Yeah. Anton, Anton, you probably knew. Yeah. I mean, his wife was in Bercy and everything. She's really nice. She's, but, like, yeah, that's, he's just, he's, of all the things, James has just done an exceptional job of keeping that out of the spotlight. And I understand why. I mean, you're in his position, and you can't do or say anything without somebody critiquing you or blowing you out. Like, dude, some of these guys have put yeah. pictures of their girlfriends up there, and guys just ripped them apart. So why would he give anybody else more ammunition? Yeah. I don't know, Ed. I mean, you could be right. He's got a lot of things Uh, to think about for sure, you know? Yeah. I was just – I listen to your shows all the time, and I was just thinking no one's really mentioned that, and that's kind of a big big thing in your life. And that's one more thing that Stu doesn't need on his plate. I I don't have kids, so maybe I I just think that it's just like – like I know like a few racers that have had children, and, and Anton, you've probably talked to them. Like, they sleep in other beds. You know, the wives take care of things because these guys need their sleep. Um, yeah. So there is, like, these guys do build their careers around their kids, and their, these poor wives are have the majority of the uh, things to do because the ricers are, you know, focused so much on it. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. Thanks, Ed. Hey, I appreciate oh, hey, it. Uh, thanks, Ed. What's that, Anton? The bike is here. So Stu's bike is there. Close to ride. Yeah, Stu's bike is here. Um, let me look at the- Thing really quick. Look at I what think he's on the schedule. I think he's on the schedule to talk or ride. Yeah, he's on the schedule to to be interviewed today. I think he's what a, part of the press conference. 
Uh, what if he goes 24 and 0? Oh, could you just imagine? Just lays it down, and t- tits is in tears over his over his over Ryan Dungey getting worked every weekend. Um, it would and, be like oh, it would just be like the golden era all hey, over again. Hey, so we just talked about this with JT. He thinks there's a pretty good chance that Dungey, Tomac, and Roxon get all 24 moto wins. And I, I'm not as as uh, sold as him. I mean, lots of things can happen, uh, injuries and mud and things like that. But you, you, I'm not. I'm not, I'm coming around to his line of thinking a little bit. Like it could really could happen. Uh, if every day is perfect, every day is sunny, uh, the tracks are exceptionally gnarly. You get these all three of those guys get the starts that they need. You know, not one of them is buried off in the pack or, or has the cannibal. Yeah, totally. I could see where that could happen. Now, uh, if Washougal is muddy again, and it's already one of the hardest tracks to ride of the whole circuit, mm-hmm. it plays in the favor of somebody like. Must like Marvin, like you said. Uh, also, somebody like Ryan could still do really well because mm-hmm. he's never one to freak out and like whack the throttle and, and just go for it. Um, but yeah, I could totally see where three guys get all the motor ones. Where are you at on Barsha? Do you think he flips a switch and and challenges for wins um, again? Like, what, it's hard to see this though, man. But what, what do you think? Kind of hard to say. I, I really don't know because I haven't. I haven't gotten to see him ride out at the test tracks or anything, uh, but like the days that I was at Glen Helen, he wasn't there, or the days that I was at a certain track, uh-huh. he wasn't there. So I'm not really sure. Uh, he really needed it. I mean, we kind of all thought the same thing last year. Like, oh god, damn! Like, he, he really something's got to happen. This isn't going well for him, and he was able to turn it around. Uh, can it happen again? Yeah, totally. Will it happen? That's kind of the, the thing to be seen, and he's going against. Really fast guys. Listen, Anton, we don't waffle on this show. Do you think it happens? What do you think happens? Um, he could podium. He could totally podium yep. at any given. So, like, yeah, that that that's no brainer. So you think he can indeed, like, sort of? Because listen, the end of Supercross didn't go well, but last summer he was the guy that challenged Dungey probably more than anybody. Um, so you well, you think that he can like turn it around a bit? Yeah, uh, he has to. <laughs> he really has to because I think he realizes that, you know, maybe these last few weeks haven't gone well at all on the track, on the racetrack, on the practice track, wherever. It's like, I mean, the Glen Helen thing where he's like yelling at local kids and yeah. all this other stuff. It's like, dude, you, you, shit like that can't happen. You expect that you're all, you're all good. You have to get around all that. Yeah. Did you hear about this or something? Barsha got into yeah. it with some with some local guys. Yeah, like one of the like standard California fast kids that are like really, really good in A class. But and they're just you know, the super he, fast California kid that could make a night show in Supergrass. And he ducked in behind Barsha or whatever and tried to uh, race. I don't with him? know about that. Oh. I wasn't there but I heard that they were just I think that Barsha was behind him. Oh, okay. Was the problem. <laughs> Again with these guys and their local races getting all upset. I just I shake my head. Um <clears throat> Bag Barsha Baggett and Porcel went three, four, five in the four fifties last year. But in uh, our in our in our podcast, we're all kind of thinking like Anderson, Muscan, and Kennard can beat those three guys. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, totally. I mean, M- Marvin has all the pieces of the puzzle now. He's not hurt or anything like that. Like the wrist thing that bugged him through the whole last part of last year until I cost him, cost him the title. He avoided that. Uh, Anderson has another year of the 450 
under his belt. Like, honestly, I'm surprised that Jason did as well as he did last year. Mm-hmm. Because that last year that he was on the 250, I was terrified. I was like, that kid's going to, he's going to kill himself. At least, like, he's going to get on the bigger bike and just get annihilated because of how hard he rode the 250. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, that wasn't the case. He rode really well last year. So, I think another year of confidence and then another year of learning how to ride the bike and, and all that, he, he could definitely be in the top six, top five. Right. All right, let's get to the phone lines here. Dark Side MX, what's up, man? How are you? What's uh, what's your question? What's up, Mathis? First, I want to tell you thank you that I've discovered the show for taking another hour of my life with your all-encompassing <laughs> knowledge. Yes, we are we are trying to do that, yes. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I've really gotten sucked into the GPs this year, and I was curious when they, in the U.S., from the Nationals, they throw the bikes in a, in a rig and they go from track to track. When they go from, say, Europe to Mexico, what? how do the teams manage that? What do they do? They throw them on a plane? Yeah, they throw them on a jumbo that's, plane that the organizers – simple. Yeah, the organizers uh, arrange. Everybody's bikes go on a plane, and they go in crates, that two or three crates per team, you know, and they, 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 they actually travel in these custom-made crates that are, you know, pretty good, pretty, pretty sweet. Bitchin'. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. bitchin'. they got spots for everything, and everything's got a spot okay. and bolts to it. So um, they do a really good job of that. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, I knew I didn't figure every team had their own plane or something. I just figured there had to be some, or they either that or they they got bikes wherever they were and yeah. they were suspended on. Yeah, no, okay, no. Cool, man. All right, thanks, Thank man. Thank you. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. Those things are pretty awesome. Well, and like the fact that they have it down to a science, you know, like okay, we're not going to take these big steel or aluminum stands. We're going to take the little like the polysport plastic stands that fold down, and we're only going to have this. Like, and then all of the toolbox stuff works out of those boxes it's pretty cool uh you know what i forgot to give out the uh, revel fly racing chess guard race guard prize uh fourth caller right now 702-586-7857 wins fly racing revel chess pro uh guard and uh, anton this thing's pretty sweet it goes over or under the jersey it's uh, a nice little deal you should check it out it's brand new from F- fly racing it's a pretty smart call. I ride a 125 against 450. So I need <laughs> you need something, bro. Fourth caller at yeah. 702-586-7857 uh, wins this thing. Hey, so uh, before we wrap it up here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by MFAB, give me your uh, surprise in the 250 class. Like who, you know, you listen to our podcast, you listen to us talk. Who's going to be better than we think? Or who's who's going to be better than, than what the public thinks? Um... Maybe Tonus. Really? Coming out hot with yeah. Tonus. Yeah, I think so. I think he could, like, he's healthy. Uh-huh. And all that. He's gotten past all those issues. I mean, like, the illness thing from last year. Uh-huh. I kind of, like, anytime you have a big illness that zaps all your, your, your stamina and your health, like, it's really hard to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's never to say that he's going to be you know, fighting for wins and all that stuff. But, I mean, I think everybody at this point after these last, 18 months have just been like, yeah, he's a wasted case. Like, he'll be lucky if he qualifies and all that. Well, I don't know no, about I mean, that, but, a, but I agree that we're – I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of yeah. people that don't think that, like, that, like him racing here is like seeing Bigfoot, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, yes and no, but, I mean, he could he'd totally be good for a top 10s, and I think that for your first year of actually racing American Outdoors, that's, that's pretty good. Right, right, yeah. no. Because I... there are a lot of guys – there are a lot of kids that have been – you know, Harold, their whole life, they're going to come in and do it. And uh-huh. they're like, if they're top 15 by the end of the year. Yeah. So okay. I think he could be a, a, a top 10 guy week in and week out. Yeah. You know what? That, that'd be a victory for him. That's a, that's a nice showing if he is indeed. Yeah. You don't got to yeah. think like not saying he's going to win. He's not going to run a red plate. From, yeah. You know, Saturday afternoon on it. He'll just be 
he'll, he'll be what he was when Mitch. He'll be what Mitch saw in him three years ago. Right. Okay. So uh, same question, but 450 class. What do you think? Uh, who's who can be a guy that maybe we're sleeping on a little bit? Um, you're never really sleeping on uh, Porcel, maybe because yeah. we know he's fast, but it's it's okay. He hadn't like couldn't breathe. You know he bust a bunch of ribs in that indie crash over the triple uh-huh. or over that rhythm section. And that's just pretty much phoned it in for those last few super crosses that he did. Mm-hmm. So we know he's fast. He'd like the outdoors way better. And it's another one of those things that once he warms up, he would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, you know, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's done well before, especially like if he does always Christoph's big problem and all that stuff, 60 right. degrees on Saturday, hell, it yeah. could be a, you could be really good. Yeah, we got our winner, everybody, so stop calling. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We got our winner, fourth caller, for the uh, Fly Racing Revel Chess Pro. Uh, thanks, Anton. Thanks uh, Thanks for coming on. Thanks for your thoughts. Oh, wait. One more One more, pr- one more prediction, Anton. What, yeah. what is Filthy Phil going to do? Oh, I don't know. I heard he's fast right now. Is, is he going to hit an official, a photographer? Do you feel he's going to jump I off the track? I hope he doesn't hit me. I hope he doesn't hit me. <laughs> I hope he did. If he hit you, that'd be awesome. I mean, it would happen. I would just—I would get a lot more out of it than just a Nicoletti jersey. You got his jersey on the wall, and, he, and, your, and your hero hits you. I love it. Um, yeah, it'd be okay. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for it, coming. But, I mean, that would be like—it would be a collision of the two most like not depressive, but just anti-like <laughs> aggravated with humanity people just yeah, really. into each other. It'd just be a black hole. <laughs> That's a good point. I like it. A black hole. Boom. Gone. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. All right. Uh, I'll see you Saturday. Michael Antonovich, everybody from Transworld, Motocross Transworld Online. Um, let's uh, – any more calls? No. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by NFAB. Flyracing.com, N-Fab.com. Tits, thank you. You're stellar. You're welcome. As usual. Thanks to you guys for calling. We're sorry we didn't get to all your calls. Some of them the questions we didn't like. We'll be back next week, though, before uh, Glenn Helen to talk some more moto. Thanks for listening. See ya.